the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Man, the more I read about this University of Dayton seminar that targeted conservative organizations, Christian organizations, brought an Antifa member in to speak, uh, at which he said, a lot of the things we're doing are illegal. A lot of it involves breaking the law. Wow. You love when a college brings in a speaker who is advocating for people at the seminar, paid for by the Department of Homeland Security, ostensibly to curb terrorism around the world and in the United States. You love it when that guy's a member of Antifa, which is in and of itself is a terrorist organization, at which he says a lot of the things we're doing are illegal. A lot of it involves breaking the law. Wow. I'll place that on my Twitter feed, also on the show page at 9890Answer. Uh, the 9890 Answer Facebook page, the Hooli Show Facebook page. Now, Ron DeSantis announced his candidacy for the Republican nomination for president uh, last night. And he did it on Twitter Spaces, which is an audio-only format. I tried to get in right when it started, couldn't get in. And then I got to tell you, it was extremely frustrating to even try to listen to it later on tape. Like, when I had it on my phone... As long as my phone screen was lit and was not dormant, it goes dark, it would play. The minute my phone screen would go dark, the sound would kick off. Now, that's like super annoying, right? Because when you listen to a podcast, you want to put your headphones in, stick your phone on the desk, in your pocket, whatever, walk around, do whatever you're doing, kill two birds with one stone. And you want the audio to continue to play. It wouldn't continue to play. You had to keep refreshing the screen or keep touching the screen so that the dormant screen didn't kick in and silence the audio. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm less than impressed with Twitter spaces, how it worked. But I'm even less impressed with the childish and petulant response from the 45th president of the United States in response to Ron DeSantis entering the race. Here's the statement from Donald Trump. I'd like to personally congratulate Rob DeSanctimonious on finally announcing that he will be entering the race for president of the United States. Hopefully he will get the full experience of being attacked by the Marxist, communist, and radical left lunatics of our country, without which he will never know the kind of job he is doing. These lowlifes and misfits are far worse than the leaders of hostile foreign countries. They must be soundly defeated in order to make America great again. Childish and petulant. I mean, the the last part's not wrong. But seriously, what is the point? Where is the honor in a president calling Ron DeSantis Rob DeSanctimonious? Okay, I get the DeSanctimonious, even though it's stupid. It's not Little Marco. It's not Low Energy Jeb. It's not Crooked Hillary. It's not any of the good nicknames. Trump became known for in 2016. <laughs> Desanctimonious. 
But what is the Rob part? Like what? His name is Ron. Like why is Rob an insult? So everybody named Rob or Robert or Bob. Is Donald Trump making fun of you too? If he's using Rob as a as an insult, then is he insulting you too? Like this is what I mean when I say Trump is not presidential. He's not. He's not presidential. I would like my president to be presidential. And I'd like him not to be a name caller. I'd like my president to be somebody who's Behavior, I don't have to say to my kids, don't be like that. Don't be like that. I know he's entertaining. I find him entertaining at times, too. But just, please, could we hold our own candidates to the standard that we hold the other party's candidates to? And I know he's hated, and I know that makes you love him because he's hated, and I also overlook things that he's done and said and Mistakes he continues to make because the left hates him so much. So, you know, the enemy of the of my enemy is my friend. But you got to ask yourself, why does the left hate Ron DeSantis so much? And the answer is because Ron DeSantis is a threat to them. They want Trump. He's a threat, too. But they think he gives them the best chance of winning. And they're not wrong. So I said before, I've said many times, I'll say it again because it's true. And I only speak truth here. That if Ron DeSantis gets the nomination, this will be true of Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, whoever gets it, they will be worse than Trump. Why will they be worse than Trump? Because at that point, they'll be the threat. Trump won't be the threat anymore. DeSantis gets the nomination. He'll be deemed worse than Trump. In fact, he already is worse than Trump, according to CNN. Here's today's headline. Today. Opinion. Why DeSantis is just as dangerous as Trump or more. Oh, let's read down. Let's find out why he's more dangerous than Donald Trump. Uh, the author says that uh, his name is, oh, <laughs> the author, let's see if this guy's unbiased. The author is a guy by the name of Andrew Warren, okay? You don't know who Andrew Warren is? I'll tell you in just a second. Let me quote first of all. DeSantis is as dangerous or more than Trump because he has repeatedly made his contempt for the law clear while showing himself to be more effective in actually getting things done with his power. Aha! That is one place where Andrew Warren and I agree. Ron DeSantis actually does get things done with his power. See, Seb Gorka will tell you this afternoon at 3 o'clock that the reason why you should not vote for Ron DeSantis is because Ron DeSantis is a politician. No, Seb, that is exactly why you should vote for Ron DeSantis, because he's targeted. He's tactical. He's effective. Trump is a wrecking ball, destroying everything in his path, including himself. I want a politician. I want someone who knows how to use power, not someone who loses interest in using power and flits here, there, and everywhere and doesn't get done all the things that he promised he would get done. The wall, defund Planned Parenthood, defund public broadcasting. Get rid of Obamacare. Oh, how about that? We heard that promise, too. Now, back to Andrew Warren. Who is Andrew Warren? Last August, Ron DeSantis, reading back from the CNN editorial, it says Ron DeSantis is worse than Donald Trump. Last August, DeSantis suspended Andrew Warren, the guy writing this. A Democrat, duly elected official as state attorney in Hillsborough County, Florida. That's where Tampa is, okay? So this guy writing the editorial was the state attorney 
for Hillsborough County, Florida. And Ron DeSantis suspended him from his job. Why did he do that? Why did Ron DeSantis jump in there and get rid of Andrew Warren, who had been elected as the Hillsborough County State Attorney? Was that because Ron DeSantis is a lawless fascist? Uh, No, that's because Ron DeSantis has a funny little quirk about him. He would like his state attorneys to mean it when they take an oath of office to follow the law. Because Andrew Warren, like Zach Klein, right here in the city of Columbus, said that if Florida enacted a heartbeat bill, that Andrew Warren would not enforce it in Hillsborough County, Tampa, Florida. He also said, Andrew Warren did, that he would not, because he was probably paid well by George Soros, to not prosecute minor crimes. And Ron DeSantis' governor said, wait a minute, I got a knucklehead over here who won't do what the law says? He's supposed to be the chief law officer in a big county like Tampa, Florida? I can't have that. You're gone, dude. And Andrew Warren sued to get his job back. And the Associated Press will tell you, here's the lead, a federal judge ruled Friday that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis violated the First Amendment and the Florida Constitution by removing an elected state prosecutor. Wait, there's more. But that the federal courts lack the power to reinstate him. Oh, would you like to have a president who can use the law to get rid of lawless people? I would like a president like that. Andrew Warren is no longer serving, which he really wasn't serving in the job before because the people elected him to follow the law, and he said, I'm not going to follow the law. And Ron DeSantis said, well, then if you're not going to follow the law, there's the door. Follow your way right out into private business or private practice or whatever else you want to do because you can't serve here if you won't honor your oath of office. Well, congratulations are in order to uh, former Columbus Blue Jacket Sergei Bobrovsky, who last night uh, allowed as many goals in one game as he had allowed in the previous three games. Uh, But it didn't matter because the Florida Panthers is, I guess, new team, semi-new team. What is he, year three? Are headed to the Stanley Cup final. Now, they were not the best team in the East all year. They were far from it. They were 43 points behind. Boston, I think they were fourth in the East, but they've beaten three teams that were ahead of them in the standings, and uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, big part of that. Uh, They scored the game-winning goal with four seconds left in a game. Wow, very thrilling. I stayed up late to watch it. You know it had to be good if it kept me up past 10 o'clock. So congratulations to Sergei Bobrovsky, and congratulations to Colorado head football coach Deion Sanders. He hasn't won a game yet. He hasn't coached his first game yet, but he is saying things that conflict strongly against the mindset that exists on the left, which is that you should earn everything you get. See, there's this new thing in college athletics called name, image, and likeness, where players can be paid for lending their name, image, and likeness to various companies or nonprofit organizations. It's basically all the stuff that used to be illegal in college. 
inventive ways that you paid players. Now it's all legal. <laughs> it's it's uh it's basically what boosters tried to hide for years is now like right out in the open and coaches beg for boosters to pay their athletes money so the athletes will go there. And a lot of athletes leave where they are because somebody across the street or across the conference or across the country will pay them more money even though they haven't really done anything yet. We got kids at Ohio State, freshmen who've already got six-figure NIL deals, even though they haven't played it down yet. Deion Sanders lived in a different world at Florida State when he played football and baseball, and he lived in a different world in the NFL where you're paid for how good you are. Uh, So he says this about the kind of players he wants at Colorado. This will blow the left's mind, coming from a black man. You can't want a bag of money. You want to be paid like a professional, but you want to be treated like a child. That don't work. If you want to be compensated like a pro, the media is now going to treat you like a pro. you got kids working their butts off at these local restaurants, these local businesses, right, just to make it through college. Then you got a kid coming in here with a luxury car that really ain't done nothing. Then he messes around and drops a ball that's decisive in the game, and you think they're going to feel sorry for you? It doesn't work like that. If you're going to be motivated by the people clapping for you, then you have to be motivated by the boos. Interesting. Uh, I think he was uh, speaking B-O-O-S, not B-O-O-Z-E, when he talked about boos. So uh, Dion, speaking old school truth, which of course puts him at odds with uh, many people out there now. Now, we have a debt ceiling hoo-ha going on. Kevin McCarthy is the Republican Speaker of the House. Uh, Here he is talking about whether or not we might get a debt ceiling deal today. I don't know if we have a deal today. We worked well past midnight last night. We did make progress yesterday, but we still have a number of items that need to get through. And look, it's not... The most important thing here is to get an agreement worthy of the American public. Remember why we're here. We have the most money at any time, if you even take it to GDP, coming in to the government. But we're spending more than we've ever spent in history since the Democrats took the majority, and we have the most debt that we have ever. Our debt is larger than our entire economy. So we've got to get this right. The Republicans passed the bill in April. I sat down with the president February 1st. He said he wouldn't talk to me for 97 days. And so we've got a short time frame that we're trying to get this done. Yes, a short time frame. They're trying to get it done. Supposedly June 1st, the U.S. economy falls off a cliff. And of course, the Democrats are caught flat-footed on this because Kevin McCarthy was able to ram through a deal with his very teeny uh, majority in the House of Representatives, and the Dems didn't think he could do it. So that's why they kept saying, we're not going to negotiate, we're not going to negotiate, we're not going to negotiate. And now, polls show that a majority of Americans, although not a very big majority, are blaming the Democrats for this. So the Democrats have to go on offensive, and they have to blame it all on Republicans. And it's usually a pretty effective strategy because they have all the levers of power at their disposal. They have virtually every media organization out there parroting their viewpoint. And so uh, Pramila Jayapal, uh, who's like the Ringo star of the squad, was on Capitol Hill yesterday with all her other leftists standing around her talking about how the Republicans are at fault for the debt ceiling. And miraculously, I don't know if this person was from the Daily Wire or 
OAN or Newsmax, somebody started to push back on Pramila Jayapal and listen closely to Pramila explaining how you have to vote in order to be right. They are willing to tank it. They, no, 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 sorry. That is exactly the problem, is when the media reports this as not their fault. And I'm just going to say, I know so many of you, I have so much respect for what you do, but let's tell the truth here. Mm. We are not tanking anything. The debt ceiling has been raised because we have an appropriations process, and during the appropriations process, the budget process, we negotiate. The Republicans can try to get whatever they they can there, but then we agree. No, this is important. The American people Mm. should hear this. Okay. Then we agree on spending. Republicans agree. Democrats agree. We decide. We appropriate money based on what Congress has passed, legislation that we pass in this body. That is democracy. And then when it's time, the debt ceiling is raised to accommodate what we have already passed, Republicans and Democrats, in a democratic process. That's an interesting lesson in democracy from the people who are fighting to save democracy. She's all about democracy, all about things that have to be passed. The fact of the matter is, of course, that Republicans have passed an increase in the debt ceiling. But they did so with conditions that spending has to grow not at all, that government has to grow only 1% a year for the next 10 years, that people who get entitlements like food stamps, oh, that sounds so so bad, food stamps. We call it SNAP benefits. It sounds very jazzy, SNAP benefits. The Republicans say you have to work for those. If you're healthy, you got to work to get your free food stamps. And the Democrats don't want that. They don't want to force people to work. Remember, you want to know how the Democratic Party has changed over the years. Do you know where the idea was rammed through Congress? That welfare would become what they then called workfare? you know who the president was when that happened? A guy by the name of Bill Clinton. And he wasn't dragged into that endeavor, kicking and screaming. He proposed it. He became popular by doing that. It's interesting. Pramila Jayapal says, yeah, I... We gotta pat we gotta be on board. They gotta have democratic votes. Really? I have a I have a I have a request, Pramila. Now do Obamacare. Like Republicans are the only ones who've ever wielded their votes to get what they want without listening to the other side. Yeah, Democrats never do that. Never no, no, no. Wouldn't think of it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.